0: Coming to you from a cozy little condo, high atop old Fort Ward, Atlanta. Welcome Welcome. to The Ron Show on America One Radio. Here's your host, Ron Roberts.
1: And a happy Friday to you. Good Friday for those who observe, those uh, in the Christian faith. It's also uh, Passover through the 13th. So, well, happy Friday Uh, to those who don't observe either of those. Happy Friday. Uh, we've managed to have a, a decent weather day, holding off uh, what looks like some uh, some uh, precipitation moving in. And tomorrow, what is happening tomorrow with this weather? Here we are, uh, you know, I'd say well into April, and tomorrow's high m- might hit 50. And rainy, mm, kind of cruddy. Uh, anyway, you didn't come here for the weather forecast, did you? Uh, my name is Ron. Thanks for listening. And I appreciate you tuning in, whether it's uh, in podcast form or at uh, uh, the America One Radio app or at AmericaOneRadio.com. Well, all right. So, ProPublica unleashed a little bit of information earlier this week about Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas loves the freebies. And, I mean, it's okay. I don't think he goes to Costco on sample day. (laughs) But I do think he may have violated uh, some judicial ethics at the very least. It seems that for the last three decades, he got to go on cruises and flights uh, on uh, private jets, his and others. And, of course, hanging out with some powerful, wealthy friends uh, at this one particular billionaire's private resort. Now, ProPublica has all of this information, which, by the way, we'll share in the show notes at ronshowatl.com. And I'm going to give you just a taste of where this story starts for them. And, And by the way, fantastic journalism here by Joshua Kaplan and the gang at ProPublica. In late June 2019, right after the U.S. Supreme Court released its final opinion of the term, Justice Clarence Thomas boarded a large private jet Headed to Indonesia, he and his wife, ah, Jenny, he and his wife were going on vacation, nine days of island hopping in a volcanic archipelago on a super yacht staffed by a coterie of attendants and a private chef. It's good living if you can get it, right? If Thomas had chartered the plane and the 162-foot yacht himself, the total cost of the trip would have exceeded $500,000. Fortu- I, I, I just showed a house today, early today. That is listed at $500,000. That's just a little vacation for them. Fortunately for him, that wasn't necessary to spend that kind of money, according to ProPublica. He was on vacation with real estate magnate and Republican mega-donor Harlan Crow. How is it I know who George Sor- Soros is, but I don't know who the hell Harlan Crow is? Re- let's start remembering that name and start talking about the Harlan Crowe-backed judge, the Harlan crow backed district attorney, the Harlan crow backed candidate. Are you making notes? Are you going to do this? Because I'm going to start doing this. This this is definitely a thing. Harlan Crow. Does he sound more sinister than George Soros? And why doesn't he if he doesn't? <clears throat> uh, the article continues, for more than two decades, Thomas has accepted luxury trips. That's right. For more than two decades, Thomas has accepted luxury trips virtually every year from the Dallas businessman without disclosing them. Documents and interviews show a public servant who has a salary of $285,000. Can't go on a half a million dollar vacation, right? Okay, anyway. Uh, a public servant who has a salary of $285,000. He has vacation on super Superyacht around the globe. He flies on Crow's Bombardier Glober, Global for uh, 5,000 jet. He has gone with Crow to the Bohemian Grove, the exclusive California all-male retreat. Okay, I'm gay and that sounds gay. And to Crow's sprawling ranch in East Texas. And Thomas typically spends about a week every summer at Crow's private resort in the Adirondacks. The mountains, not the chairs. Uh, article continues. The extent and frequency of Crow's apparent gifts to Thomas have No known precedent in the modern history of the U.S. Supreme Court. These trips appeared nowhere on Thomas' financial disclosures. His failure to report the flights appears to violate a law passed after Watergate that requires justices, judges, members of Congress, and federal officials to disclose most gifts, two ethics law experts said. He also should have disclosed his trips on the yacht, these experts said. Thomas did not respond to a detailed List of questions. Here's where I transition to the Washington Post, who report that Thomas has now released a statement uh, which came more than 24 hours after this ProPublica report revealed that he had accepted luxury trips around the globe for more than two decades. Uh, In the statement issued through the court's public information office, why wait, 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 now you got taxpayer dollars generating your statement? Dude, Thomas said Harlan and Kathy Crow were among the dearest friends of the justice and his wife, Virginia, Jenny Thomas. So, because they're friends, it's okay? I mean, if somebody paid for my half-million-dollar trip, you best believe I'm calling you friend. I'd probably call you more than that. In any event, here's the statement. As friends do... (coughs) Let me do it in his voice. As friends do, we have joined them on a number of family trips during the more than quarter century we have known them. Early in my tenure at the court, I sought guidance from my colleagues and others in the judiciary and was advised that this sort of personal hospitality from close personal friends who did not have business before the court was not reportable. Oh, dude. Clarence. Are you really going to You are a Supreme Court justice there's no higher bench seat in the land and you're gonna give the well other people told me dot 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 dude come on this is pathetic pathetic so now not only do we have jenny working the stop the steal stuff behind the scenes we got clarence and jenny enjoying half-million-dollar trips and junkets across the globe on their 285, 000, or his $285,000 salary. I have no idea how much she makes doing what all she does. Uh, the Washington Post reports, Federal law mandates that top officials from the three branches of government, we said this in ProPublica too, right, uh, including the Supreme Court, file annual forms detailing their finances, outside income, and spouses' sources of income, with each branch determining its own reporting standards. Judges are prohibited from accepting gifts from anyone with business before the court. Until recently, however, the judicial branch had not clearly defined an exemption for gifts considered, quote, personal hospitality. Thomas noted that just last month, the Committee of the Judicial Conference, the court's policymaking body, revised those rules to provide a fuller accounting. Gifts such as an overnight stay at a personal vacation home owned by a friend remain exempt from reporting requirements but the revised rules require disclosure when judges are treated to stays at commercial properties, such as hotels, ski resorts, or other private retreats owned by a company, rather than an individual. The changes also clarify that judges must report travel by private jet. In a statement, Thomas noted this, quote, new guidance. And it is, of course, my intent to follow this guidance in the future, he said. Now let's talk about these flimsy defenses about, well, he didn't have any business before the court, didn't he though? I mean, you can just go right here to his own, to the the man's Wikipedia page, okay? A member of the founding committee of the organization Club for Growth. Anybody know what the Club for Growth is? The Club for Growth is a conservative organization active in the country, focused on tax cuts and economic policy. Let's talk a little bit more about some of Harlan's uh, political dealings. Uh, half a million dollars to Liberty Central, established by one Virginia, Jenny Thomas. Liberty Central, nonprofit conservative political advocacy group. Uh-huh. Uh, their declared purpose uh, on their website, America's Public Square. We listen, we inspire, we activate to secure the blessings of liberty. Crowe has given over $10 million in publicly disclosed political contributions, how much he has given to groups that do not disclose names of donors, so-called dark money, unknown. And he famously told the New York Times once, I don't disclose what I'm not required to disclose. (laughs) Neither does Clarence Thomas. Again, we all know the name George Soros and all the unscrupulous liberals he backs. By the way, We've heard a lot about George Soros lately, Alvin Bragg. The two have reportedly never met, and there's no financial ties whatsoever between the two. Unlike, I don't know, Harlan Crow and Clarence Thomas, Ginny Thomas, direct connections, many of them, a lot of hangouts at resorts, private yachts and jets, and exclusive all male. Clubs? Sounds gay. Um, (laughs) I mean, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure the Bohemian Club is completely on the up and up. Just old rich guys hanging out in steam rooms. Hanging out. Anyway, I'm not going to make you picture that. I just wanted to fill you in on one of Georgia's native sons. That's right. Clarence is from Georgia. Got a statue coming in his honor, thanks to the Republican legislature here. And just the latest scandal he's involved in. Back after this on The Ron Show. Oh, hey, you're still here. Hey, that's cool. Thanks for sticking around. Not only am I host of The Ron Show, I'm also Ron Roberts, real estate agent slash Realtor with eXp Realty. That's right. I help folks buy and sell residential real estate in and around metro Atlanta. And we've been through a crazy couple of years, have we not? Between COVID, the post COVID market, the craziness. You could throw an open house on a souped up tool shed and you would have cars lined around the block to come in and see it and throw an offer well over asking price. Well, those days are no longer a part of us, and interest rates are a little higher than they were before. But I must say, it's still a great time to either buy or sell or both. Real estate, residential real estate in Metro Atlanta. Why buy? I tell tenuous buyers all the time, if you are renting right now, you are paying someone else's retirement accounts your money, and it might as well go to you. The cost of housing in Atlanta is not going to get cheaper. The population is going to continue to grow well into the 2040s with nearly a million and a half new residents expected to come here. So, you better get a house sooner rather than later. And if you can afford to buy an investment property, now, if you already own your home, why not buy one nearby you as well and create some additional income that could be your retirement savings? And you get to choose one of your new neighbors. Now, if you're thinking about selling, but you're thinking, oh man, I really missed out on that huge market in the past summer or two. Okay, yeah, sure. But the values aren't dropping. So, you still got plenty you've earned just by owning what you're in and need to sell soon. Got questions? Feel free to hit me up 843-283-0078 or email me ron at rononthereal.com. Georgia MLS 396-720 website rononthereal.com. That's me, Ron Roberts with eXp Realty. Hey, don't just listen to The Ron Show, support The Ron Show. If you and your business would like to have your advertising done on this show, you know, it's pretty easy. You can drop me an email, ron at ronshowatl.com. You can also call me anytime you like, 404-919-2725. You can also just be a listener if you don't have a business. I mean, that would be most of you, right? Follow us on your preferred podcast platform by following any of the links we've got provided for you there on the podcast tab at ronshowatl.com. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, links there for you as well. Welcome back to the Ron Show for Friday, Good Friday, Passover weekend, and Easter weekend as well. By the way, I don't like peeps. And I stopped liking uh, Easter baskets a-, a long time ago. I-, I-, I was that stupid teenager that crushed, I feel like I did, I totally crushed my grandmother's and my mother's hearts when I said, do we really need to do Easter baskets anymore? Do I, do I really need the new pair of slacks and the pastel shirt to wear to church every year? Dumb 13-year-olds. I would give anything now to wake up to uh, three Easter baskets from the grandmas and mom and uh, a new pair of uh, you know, slacks. And are you kidding me? I haven't bought a spring short sleeve dress shirt in a while and definitely need to. I digress. Welcome back to the show. Uh, yeah, a little banjo music to come in because we're going to talk Tennessee. As I was throwing it together yesterday's show, the hearings, the, the expulsion votes were happening. And oh my God, the back and forth between the proponents and the opponents. And why does a speaker have to recognize someone every time they're going to speak? It was absurd. Did anybody else watch this? It was absurd. Anyway, so only two of the Tennessee three were expelled. And if I had to make you guess which of the two of the three, the two black men or the one white woman, that were going to be expelled, again, from the Tennessee house, just off the top of your head, which two do you think might be the ones expelled? I'm just going to go ahead and presume you guessed right here. Uh, It was the two males probably because they were males or maybe because both their names are just and likely not because they're both black men though. Yeah. Gloria Johnson, uh, managed to, uh, wriggle out of her expulsion. Uh, she survived. However, Justin Jones, Justin Pearson, uh, two of the youngest members of the house, are now gone. Here's the crazy part. Here's what I learned uh, within the last 24 hours. I learned over the last 24 hours that this is kind of dumb in that in all likelihood, they're just going to get reappointed right back into their roles. And so what the hell? What was the point? Was it just a a, a public display? You know how like uh, sometimes like your mom and daddy might whip you in front of of your... uh, your nephews or, I mean, your, your cousins and your, and your siblings or whatever, just to show them like you act up. This is you. Uh, That's not, honestly, that just backfired spectacularly. Now I will say this, there is a little bit of uh, questions as to whether or not Pearson's going to get back uh, appointed because it's my understanding that the city of Memphis, Memphis council and the mayor can reappoint him even just temporarily but there's some talk about the Memphis mayor who by the way is a Democrat uh needs some state funding to renovate the Memphis Grizzlies of the NBA their their basketball arena priorities right priority the irony of oh God sweet heavens uh so yeah the the the, the two that were expelled are likely just going to be reappointed anyway so I don't really understand what that was even all about. Except, it just appears that the mostly white male conservative majority just wanted to make an example of them for daring to want to do something about Tennessee citizens, Tennesseans, three of them nine years old, being killed due to gun violence. Trey Crowder, who is a Tennessee native, Has a pretty hot take himself. Well, all of American
0: media has been distracted by the Trump arraignment circus. And while plenty of clowns did make it to Manhattan for that, it seems they were outnumbered and run out of town in hilarious fashion by the natives. New Yorkers are just like, hey, won't you go back to your trailer? Your cousin's getting lonely. I loved it, right? Loved it. But while that was happening, another terrible story kind of flew under the radar. And for that story, we have to turn to where else? My home state of Tennessee, which continues its climb up the crazy ass state rankings. Yeah, are Texas and Florida looking over their shoulder? only time will tell either way i hate it so here's what happened as you probably know early last week there was a horrific school shooting in nashville six people died three nine-year-olds awful in the wake of that a bunch of intrepid and fed up young Tennesseans, school kids teenagers mostly took to the streets in peaceful protest to demand that something be done to protect their lives my heart goes out to these kids man i went to school in tennessee 20 years ago i never worried about getting shot at school which is wild, because I went to school in rural Tennessee, where the only thing most of the boys talked about every day was all the things they had shot that weekend, right, but it's gotten completely out of control in this country, and these kids know it, and they're done with it, right, and I've been down on my home state for a while now, but watching these kids in action, man, it reminds me of uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the you know what I'm talking about, it was huge in the late 2000s, it was that, the, oh, Hope, Hope, right, remember that? Yeah, watching these kids in action reminds me what it's like to feel hope for the first time in a long time. So what's the bad part then? Well, during their protest, three Democrat state representatives, Gloria Johnson, Justin Jones, Justin Pearson, joined in the protest from the House floor. As a result, the Republican supermajority is planning to expel them from office for violating the rules of decorum. Mm-hmm. Any wild how our hardcore gun nuts are the most easily triggered people in this country? Because that's right. what this is. It's another classic example of overly sensitive, thin-skinned, conservative snowflakes getting offended by people who disagree with them and then trying to cancel those people, right? They do it all the time. I don't know if they hate freedom of speech, freedom of expression or, or what, but you see it all the time. I mean, right now, they're busy also trying to cancel Bud Light for being queer or something, like Kid Rock's involved. I don't know. It's also stupid. I want to die. But anyway, the point is, this is fascism in action, y'all. These fairly elected representatives are about to be silenced and their constituents disenfranchised because they stood with the people in opposition to the ruling party's cowardice and inaction, or put more simply, because they hurt Republican fee-fees, okay? It's despicable, it's un-American, and if we don't watch it, I promise you, it's also just the beginning, okay? They're done with pretense, y'all. They're literally trying to phase us out of existence, all right? And I, for one, say it's the least we can do is to act like Stormy Daniels and make it hard on them. All right? Love y'all. hey
1: And oh, but hang on. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about the Bud Light can problem and Travis Tritt, Kid Rock, all having issues, but we also have receipts. These two want to act like recognizing and acknowledging the existence of trans people is such a problem. And yet, let's put a pin in that. We'll come back and discuss in minutes, right here on The Ron Show, the America One Radio app, com.
0: Call or text The Ron Show anytime at
1: 404-919-2725. The Ron Show on America One Radio. Holy Jesus. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. It is Easter weekend. My apologies. What the hell is going on with conservatives all of a sudden? Freaking out about a damn beer can. No, seriously. If you're not keeping up with this, Bud Light uh, introduced a beer can. That has the folks who loathe cancel culture going all cancel culture on Anheuser-Busch. First, let me play the video from uh, trans activist uh, Dylan Mulvaney. She is a social media influencer, huge following, and as an Anheuser-Busch is off to do, they went to an influencer with a big following and decided, let's get involved. So here, uh, I'll give you the audio from an Instagram video that Dylan posted last month. Hi, impressive carrying skills, right? I got some Bud Lights for us. So I kept hearing about this thing called March Madness, and I thought we were all just having a hectic month, but it turns out it has something to do with sports. And I'm not sure exactly which sport, but either way, it's a cause to celebrate. This month, I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood, and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. Check out my Instagram story to see how you can enjoy March Madness with Bud Light and maybe win some money, too. Love ya! Cheers! Go team. Whatever team you love, I love, too. Okay. Love ya. Okay. Break a leg. Woo! So can I just tell you... Uh, being a member of the Alphabet Mafia, I am uh, a, a, a of the G in the LGBTQIA+. Uh, there are a whole, like a lot, a lot of a lot of trans folks. A lot of the LGBTQIA. They don't care about sports, so I thought that was kind of funny. I also have to admit, it's kind of an odd pairing to go for an influencer who doesn't obviously give a rip about college basketball and say. How do we take that influencer who doesn't care about college basketball, no ties whatsoever to college basketball, and make this a college basketball-inspired influencer campaign? Bravo, whatever marketing firm, decided, let's go that route. Because, let me tell you something. In, In all my years working in broadcast radio, I can't tell you how many times we would have a client Come at us and say, we really want to do some sort of promotional marketing campaign tying our brand in with your station or that artist or those concert tickets you have to give away. And I, as a pop radio station manager, would be sitting across a conference room table thinking, now how do I get this funeral homes advertising by for the sales rep who's sweating bullets next to me? Yeah, th- that's the kind of stuff that would happen. Uh, trust me, I mean, I'm mean, i being a little facetious. It wouldn't be funeral. But it, there'd be some really odd pairings from time to time. And kudos to whatever marketing exec or team of execs decided, hey, Dylan Mulvaney, Bud Light, college basketball, make it happen. Bravo. But can I also say, maybe it maybe it kind of worked because there's been more publicity not about the campaign itself, but about the MAGA reaction to the campaign, the triggered snowflakes, and their cancel culture, starting with Kid Rock shooting at cans of Bud Light, which I'm sure somebody bought.
0: <laughs> Grandpa's feeling a little
1: frisky today.
0: Let me uh, say something to all you and be as clear and concise as possible. <laughs>
1: Yeah, take that Cans.
0: F Bud Light and
1: F Anheuser Bush. Have a terrific day. Okay, uh two things there. Kid rock's a grandfather? Oh god. Uh also, let's go to Newsweek headline. Kid Rock mocked for photo of him drinking Bud Light with drag queen. That's right. A 20-year-old photo of Kid Rock drinking Bud Light next to a drag queen has resurfaced online days after the musician, i use the term lightly, repeatedly shot at Bud Light cases to protest a partnership with a transgender influencer. Following the posting of Rock's video, an alleged image of him began popping up on social media networks, including Twitter, Reddit, and Facebook. It shows Rock wearing a Coors hat, chugging a bottle of Bud Light, while sitting next to a drag queen. Uh, Newsweek reports this photo was reportedly taken by the global multimedia digital agency World Red Eye. A page on the agency's website titled, quote, Transformation of Drag shows Rock sitting next to a drag queen identified as Wanda. Back on September 26, 2003, at the now permanently closed nightclub Preve in Miami, Newsweek could not independently verify photos Authenticity. Wanda was reportedly a notorious drag queen in the South Beat scene per WRE and passed around June 2013. The photo of Rock and Wanda was reposted in August 2013 as a tribute. And Twitter user Travis Akers, well, if it isn't Kid Rock drinking Bud Light with a drag queen while wearing a Coors hat. Thank you, Travis. Great job. Kid Rock Barometer of Values. Oh, not to be outdone by Travis Tritt, though. Travis Tritt on Twitter. Just a day ago. I will be deleting all Anheuser-Busch products from my tour hospitality rider. I know many other artists who are doing the same. Other artists who are deleting Anheuser-Busch products from their hospitality rider might not say so in public for fear of being ridiculed and canceled. I have no such fear. In full disclosure. <laughs> Someone had receipts. I was on a tour sponsored by Budweiser in the 90s, but that was when Anheuser-Busch was an American-owned company. A great American company that later sold out to the Europeans. Um, doesn't that mean they were less great then? Oh, anyway, sold out to the Europeans and became unrecognizable to the new American consumer. Such a shame. Something he was apparently unaware of until just a day ago, according to Twitter. By the way, Travis Tritt, uh, here we go. Back in 2015, when a fellow by the name of Bruce decided Bruce wanted to be forever then henceforth known as Caitlyn. So Travis Tritt tweets on April 25th. Just imagine how brave you have to be to admit to being a transgender and a conservative in the same interview. Proud of Bruce Jenner. Jesus Christ, (laughs) it's not Bruce Jenner. Hashtag be kind, be kind, be kind. You really left with that hashtag, bro? And then uh, he responded to somebody else. I guess a Josh Porter had like commented. Travis said, my faith teaches me not to judge what I don't understand. Apparently now Travis Tritt in eight years has come to understand what being transgender is. Hmm. didn't know he studied human sexuality, endocrinology. Did you know that, Travis? Dr. Tritt, Dr. Tritt, you're needed in pediatric stat. Uh, So the tweet continues. My faith teaches me not to judge what I don't understand. I simply admire courage in the face of inevitable controversy. That last line, I I simply admire courage in the face of... Of inevitable controversy. Unless, of course, you're putting a beer can out with a trans influencer's face on it. In which case, there's no admiration from Travis Tritt. Just derision and canceling. Not to be outdone, however, is a Canadian rapper, hip-hop, influencer guy who I think has done some rap with country artists, patriotic, patriot country artists only, however, Uh, his rant. All right, so there's a lot of people talking about the new
0: trans spokesperson for Bud Light Beer, Dylan Mulvaney. Apparently to celebrate Dylan's 365th day as a woman, they've put Dylan's face on the can. Yeah, you know Dylan? The woman? Yeah. Personally, I think it'd be more appropriate to put David's face on some Pennzoil transmission fluid. Get it? What the hell? Hey Bud Light, my mom's been a woman for 23,725 days and you didn't put her face on a can. Rosa Parks ain't on a can. Mother Teresa ain't on a can. Joan of Arc ain't on a can. Mother Mary ain't on a can. And she gave birth to Jesus. Anyway, if you're one of the people boycotting Bud Light for partnering with Dylan, I'd like to congratulate you on joining the rest of the world who's been boycotting Bud Light ever since we discovered it's literally the most disgusting tasting beer known to man. But seriously. If you're one of the folks who's mad that the official spokesperson for Bud Light is now a trans person, take a look in the mirror. You're drinking light beer.
1: You're halfway there yourself. Okay, what's kind of chef's kiss delicious about that rant, that last line? You're halfway there yourself if you're drinking light beer. He, he just took a swipe at Kid Rock. I don't think he meant to, but he did. Because Kid Rock's obviously had Bud Light on his lips before. Next to a drag queen, no less. Travis Tritt, it's been on his rider. It's been on his performance rider. He's wanted it backstage for him and his bandmates. But if you've, uh, according to Tom McDonald, the Canadian hip-hop uh, anti-woke uh, white guy, with, by the way, tattoos all over his face, you're worried about the way other people present themselves publicly? Bruh. Uh, anyway, yeah, he, he takes a swipe. If you're, if you're drinking light beer, you're halfway to being trans yourself. Kid Rock, Travis Tritt. Great job, Tom. Great job. Please don't pull that from your social media. Delicious. I find myself always having to remind conservatives when they sneer at cancel culture that they are the originators of cancel culture and they love cancel culture when it's convenient to them. The Dixie Chicks, canceled. Well, they're the chicks now. And actually, they weren't canceled. They just got better. Colin Kaepernick canceled. Uh, they canceled Nike because they teamed up with Colin Kaepernick. Uh they canceled Ellen DeGeneres when she came out. Boy, that worked out well, right? Um, let's see, they've canceled didn't. Beyonce, they tried to cancel Target because Target announced uh like seven years ago or so that they weren't going to be discriminating against transgender people. Uh, in fact, putting together a formal policy that allows customers to use the bathroom that matches their gender. Conservatives were all about canceling target. And I'm sorry that happened back in 2016. I think targets only gotten more popular since 2016. Let's see. They've tried to cancel Jane Fonda and uh Grayson Frankie happened. Oh yeah. And 80 for Brady. I will not see that by the way. No, as a Falcon fan, you don't want to see that. Ugh. Uh, they they've actively tried to cancel NASCAR because you know NASCAR doesn't fly the Confederate flag anymore at any of their speedways. I think NASCAR's still doing all right. Um, let's see, they tried to cancel uh Keurig when um Sean Hannity went on uh, Fox News to um you know stand up for Roy Moore. Remember Roy Moore who's running for Senate? He was the one accused of all the sexual misconduct with the minor. Anyway, uh, Keurig pulled their advertising from the show as a result, and then conservatives tried to cancel Keurig. Well, that didn't happen. Uh, they tried to just absolutely bury Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin's still kicking, man. She's out there touring and selling out shows again. Good for her. Uh, remember uh, Gillette? They tried to cancel culture at Gillette as well. That was, what, about like three years ago when uh, Gillette used an ad that said that Toxic masculinity is bad and sort of condemned things like bigotry and sexism, harassment and assault. Well, MAGA culture ain't going to stand for that. Damn it. So they try to cancel Gillette. (coughs) That didn't really work either. I still see expensive ass Gillette's hanging at the Kroger. When I go to, (laughs) when I go to get, uh, you know, my needs there. Uh, remember we were going to eat freedom fries. Has has anybody seen freedom fries advertised on a menu? Anywhere since 2003? No. Yeah. Now, I I want conservatives who are all on board with this canceling of Bud Light to lean in real quick. I want to share a little secret with y'all that you may not be aware of. All beer makers like the LGBTQIA+. They actually love us. They sponsor our pride events. They sponsor our sports gatherings. You walk into any gay bar, and I know some of you have on the low. You walk into any gay bar, and do you think the neon signs that are hanging in those gay bars were purchased by the bar? No. The distributors are giving them to give to their top-tier retailers. That's right. Gay bars are beloved by beer distributors. Beloved. Because, and get this gay people drink beer. And because gay people tend to not have kids, they have more disposable income, which means gay people might actually drink more beer than the average heterosexual. Hmm. Something to consider. So, when you move your spending from Bud Light to, I don't know, Miller light, Mick Ultra, whatever you're going to choose instead, I'm just going to go ahead and stop you and say they support the LGBTQIA plus two all the time in every gay bar throughout the United States and around the world. And I'll probably abstain myself this weekend just because, I don't know, I'm not a big drinker anymore. However, I'll be able to stay hydrated all weekend thanks to all these delicious magateers, bitches. Welcome back to The Ron Show. Final segment for the day, for the week, heading into the Easter Passover weekend. Or some of the atheists would just say the weekend. Um, so, you know, I've been marinating on uh, this all day today and been wondering... By the way, jobs report came in, and to to hear it, it, you know, it was a little less than $250,000 jobs, but the unemployment rate ticked down. By the way, African-American unemployment at an all-time low. I remember when a prior president bragged about that because he was trying to win over African-American support. Didn't do a really good job of that because, you know, all the other things that sort of matter to uh, African-American voters, I don't know, civil rights, uh, trying to, you know keep police from shooting them etc and so on. Th- little things like that yeah, you know civil uh, civil rights and and protests and uh, yeah it just it did not work did not work out for that guy uh anyway those are solid numbers and you're starting to hear a lot more of those pinhead economists who have been talking about recession recession now they're talking about a soft landing soft delicate just gliding to the gliding to the landing strip, mm-hmm. um, which I, I guess the Fed has been looking to, to get us to all along, not to crash the economy, but to slow it down so that we just kind of glide to where we, I think, kind of already are, you know, decent job numbers, unemployment rate still super low. It's three and a half percent it's like 4.6% for the african no i'm sorry that's the uh it's like a little over 5% for uh for uh the black workforce and around 4.6% for the hispanic workforce. Okay, so and we haven't crashed the housing market. Um let's see there's been like 12.6 million jobs created since uh Biden was sworn into office. I want to uh pull up a tweet I saw earlier today. Uh uh what's his name? Brian me, Brian Tyler Tyler Cohen, that's who it is. Uh, And a lot of you guys follow him because he's a he's a real good uh, social media guy. Here was his tweet from like uh, five and a half hours ago. Just a reminder that while Republicans ban abortion outlaw interstate travel and expel black legislators from state legislatures, Democrats have now created a record 12.6 million jobs with a 50 year low three and a half percent unemployment rate, including a record low five percent black unemployment rate. Boom. That's succinct. He did that in a tweet and it took me like two minutes to get there. In my defense, I had a cat sitting in my lap, kind of perilously, because uh, this stool I sit on was kind of doesn't really give the lap the the breadth that Herschel needs. That's my defense, and that's what I'm going to stick to. No, it, it got me to thinking though. Earlier in the show, are we getting to a point yet? Are we almost there? Maybe where the American public has just had a f-ing enough. Of the bull from the GOP. Or I'm sorry, maybe more succinctly, from the MAGA wing of the GOP. I was, as I do on occasion, listening to Eric Erickson, and I caught the tail end of a conversation that he was having with his audience about do you want to back the uh, cruelty is the point type Republican candidate? who is more popular in the primary and less so in the general, because guess what, y'all? Not everybody votes in your primary. Or do you want to win? Basically, Eric Erickson was saying to his audience, you, you got you to gotta stop at every district trying to elect a, a Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Green, Donald Trump acolyte, the unapologetic, mean jackass. More Asa Hutchinson's, apparently, is what he's talking about. Not in every district, because, you know, every district's different. I mean, the Georgia 14th still gives us Marjorie Taylor Greene. But I I, I would argue that if if they had an opportunity to elect an actually smart, sane, conservative, rooted in conservative values candidate in a primary, someone who had good backing, the, the financial support to... Take on a Marjorie Taylor Green. I think I I just I'm telling you, my ex-in-laws live in in that district. I've been in that district plenty. Uh, I travel to it often. Those are those are good people. They're not Marjorie Taylor Green types. Uh, I I kind of think that that's something that could be done. Nonetheless, Eric Erickson is saying you got to stop going after all the MAGA folks in every district, thinking that's going to win you seats, because obviously it's not working. The red wave didn't happen. Yeah, you're starting to see a little bit of the fever break. And if it's happening within the GOP, then you know what's happening with Democrat. Well, doesn't need to happen with Democrats, but you know it's happening with the malleable independents who sway one way or the other. And we all know it's happening with the 18 to 30 voter. And we see what's happening with the activism happening uh, across the country, but more, more recently in Tennessee with the next generation of voters. The Sandy Hook, Parkland, Florida voter that was in school when those slaughters happened, they're voters now. And the next wave of voters that are just praying they survive a school day, a school week, a school month, a school calendar that they can graduate before the next nut goes into a school takes out a few resource officers, a janitor, some teachers, et cetera, and so on. Oh, yeah. And a dozen or more kids. Oh, yeah. They're sick of this crap, too. And to see what the GOP is doing, and let's throw in the Clarence Thomas thing, too. The Well, that's a technicality, and I didn't need to report that. Y'all, it all starts to add up. These puzzle pieces all come together. And I'm starting to think that maybe the American public is finally getting wiser, that they're seeing the complete picture now that all the puzzle pieces are starting to get locked into place. And you and I can sit here. I'm a progressive. I'm a Bernie guy. We can sit here and talk about the deficiencies of the Democratic Party or the shortcomings of candidates. But (laughs) when the American public sees that puzzle coming together that shows them exactly what the Republican Party, what MAGA culture is, it sure does make the alternative, whatever deficiencies there are, look somewhat sane. Again, as as Brian Tyler Cohen tweeted earlier today, a reminder: while Republicans ban abortion, outlaw interstate travel, and expel black legislators from black from state legislatures. Oh yeah, don't forget, gender-affirming care for trans kids. Democrats have now created a record 12.6 million jobs with a 50-year low 3.5 unemployment rate percentage, including a record low 5% black unemployment rate. It's kind of hard to argue which side's getting things done and has the needs of the American people foremost on their minds, in their platform. Remember, there was no 2020 Donald Trump GOP platform. It was just... Elect Trump. And with that, I leave you for the weekend. So have a great one. Back here Monday, 5 to 6 p.m. on the American One Radio app, radio.com